It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Hour two's here at Tail Bar City Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, we're powered by Herdad Sports. Evan Bland back with us from the Omaha World Herald. Find him, follow him on Twitter at Evan Bland O W H. Evan, good day for baseball, man. How we doing? Yeah, doing all right. A little rain earlier, but uh, the last little local baseball game of the year. Can't complain. Yeah, I'm not sure. Good day for baseball is the the verbiage I'd use for. He's today. outside at a baseball game. It's wonderful. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> baseball but, game in October. It's good. Good baseball weather for October. Sure. I think if we qualify it. Right. The the fall is uh, where you want to be uh, ultimately in in baseball. So Evan, we'll we'll dive into some football here. Get some thoughts on Husker baseball and. Uh, talk about uh, the other prints in, in just a moment. But want to get your take here. Mid, mid-season point with Nebraska. I know you were up in Champaign and got a chance to look-see with Nebraska's bounce-back win against the Illini. Beyond that, though, uh, we've kind of dove into some grades and some projections uh, with this Nebraska football team. Uh, a different path to 3-3, three and three, but it, it could be worse, and it feels like there's some momentum right now with Nebraska football opposed to past opportunities when Nebraska sat at 500 at different points of different seasons. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, especially the way they started the year at 0-2, you kind of wondered how they'd bounce back, and, and they've actually, with the exception of that Michigan game, been pretty good. And so I think if you would have said – in August, that they'd be three and three at this point. I think that's about right. Uh, maybe you'd swap out uh, Minnesota or Colorado for Illinois, but I think the the, the record's probably what you're looking at. I, I still think this stretch, starting with Northwestern and Purdue and Michigan State, <clears throat> still looks awfully manageable. Probably is the best way to phrase it um, moving forward here. But yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think the you know you want to start with maybe the offense like. Everyone is, is is aware of the injuries that they've gone through at this point and, and how limited they are. But I think in the big picture, they've achieved what they wanted to achieve, and, and, and that's finding an identity. And that's something that Nebraska really hasn't had in a number of years. And, and Matt Rule can articulate it. I think we can articulate it. It's, it's body blows. It's commitment to the run. Take the occasional deep uh, shot downfield and then try to win on third downs and win the turnovers. And, like, that's been a recipe that's kept them – in uh, most games to this point. I think that's what their recipe is going to be moving forward. So that's, uh, I would say, a win. And then defensively, um, really there's no doubt about it. They're ahead of schedule from what maybe most anticipated going in. They're, they're playing more players. Uh, the, the, some of the guys in that second wave, I think, are 
really coming along, whether that's Mackay Bayer or you know Riley Van Poppel or um, you know Phelan Sanford has has stepped into that role from Deshaun Singleton. So I think there's a ton of positives in that regard as well. And you know, again, I think you got you got to go back to what was the outlook of this team coming in, and that was six and six ish, make a bowl game build on that, develop, and I think from that regard, Nebraska is right on track for where it wants to be. Evan, how do you kind of grade it when we talk the curve, the curve being an onslaught of, of injuries with a, a key departure at wide receiver in bets, you, you tack in the injuries, you tack in the quarterback situation, you tack in the inconsistency and the turnovers you do all that math and, and it's kind of hard you could argue to to believe you're three and three right i mean from a grade standpoint i'd give it an incomplete because it's you just it's hard to say like what would this group look like if it had uh you know isaiah garcia castaneda and xavier Betts on the outside if it had gabe Irvin and ramir johnson if if Arik gilbert had stuck around and found his way onto the field like what would it all look like we don't really know and we know that this is an offense that two months ago was not practicing running the option and that's what they've done at times to figure it out and to stay competitive and win games and so you know i think at this point you got to do what you got to do and you know i've i've said i think on this show too like the quarterback situation in my opinion is informed by what the defense has done and so if you thought going into the year that the defense would take some time then you want more of a high upside quarterback who can generate some quick points but i think as we've gone along we've we kind of found that there's more value in more of a high floor guy and that's what harburg has provided where he has taken care of the football uh he's managed the game well he's gone to his reads maybe he's a tick less explosive than what jeff sims is uh with his arm or with his legs but i think he's fit into what the identity uh, again of this program is right now in terms of of finding a way to win those games so um, you know, are they going to win any shootouts? No, I don't think there's anyone who's under that delusion. But um, I think one of the storylines of the second half is going to be how does that next wave of players take advantage of this opportunity? Are we going to look back in a year or two uh, at guys like Malachi Coleman or, or Jalen Lloyd or um, Jaden Doss and, and say, man, that second half of 2023 was when they took off and got some game reps and that really uh, sped up the offense for what it could be in the future. Like that, to me, is one of the more interesting elements of this thing. Is, is you certainly hate to see anybody go down. You feel for those guys on a personal level, but it does sort of kickstart uh, the development of that next wave of guys who have come in under this Matt Rule staff. Um, and we'll see how they're able to handle it here right away the rest of the way. It's Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald, Hale Varsity Radio, and. Evan, whenever you, you, you talk about kind of that development with the young guys, what are you going to be watching for over the last half of the year to see if, if this year one is a, a foundational year for Nebraska in terms of moving forward? Because I go back to Scott Frost first year, and I don't want to bring up Frost too much. I, I say that every single time I bring up Frost probably, but he, he <laughs> came off the bye week and then finished his year 3-2, and two, and one of those losses was a close loss to a very good Ohio State team. The other loss, a close loss to a pretty good Iowa team that year, and a lot of Husker fans felt like Nebraska was, was getting better week in, week out, and they were taking steps in the right direction. And in year two, it's a disappointing season. And, and that excitement uh, fell away. And I want to get your thoughts on, on how you can quantify over the last six games here the development that Nebraska is making and the strides Nebraska is making. What are you going to be watching for to see if this team is, is getting better in a way that's going to set the foundation for year two, year three, and, and beyond? Well, I, you know, I think what it starts with for me is 
not apologizing for how you win games. Like just figure it out and 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 find a way to get those three. Because if you if you win three more and you're six and six, or maybe you win seven, there's going to be a lot of excitement and a lot of momentum, and that means you're doing something positive moving forward. And and, and I think the Illinois game was a great example of that where did they play perfect no did they play um, above average uh, maybe not quite honestly i mean they were okay but there were a lot of self-inflicted wounds the two uh fumbles in the red zone um you know they did not play a perfect game but they figured out a way to win and to me that's a huge step forward because how many times in that illinois game was there a mistake made where you thought boy this looks familiar and here we go again and, and this is where the thing slips away and it didn't and i think that's a step in the right direction for this team that, as Matt Rule likes to say, is still learning how to win. So I think that's what the second half is about, is, is learning how to win. And, and do you have to do it? Maybe maybe you have to do it by running more of the option and, and being unconventional with your offense. Um, you know, do you do it by <clears throat> continuing to rotate, you know, 20-plus guys defensively? Uh, you know, probably. So, like, I think that's where it starts is just find a way to win. It doesn't necessarily mean that's what it's going to look like for Nebraska in a year or two. But, man, think back, like, how long has it been since Nebraska's gone into an offseason for football where there's been genuine excitement and where you kind of wish, like, the season would have kept going because they were just getting on a heater? I mean, you probably got to go back to Frost's first year in 2018 down the stretch when they nearly beat Iowa, and it just felt like that offense was taking the Big Ten by storm. But, you know, the last decade, I mean, there's only been a couple of times, really, where you feel like, uh, yeah, man, I wish the season would have kept going because they were, they were so much fun to watch and there was so much energy going. So I think if you can achieve that in year one, given where this program has been, man, that's a, a huge win heading into the offseason, um, which is another big, obviously, stretch for development and recruiting. Evan Bland with his Omaha World Herald, Hail Varsity Radio at Evan Bland, OWH. You just said it, man, and that's so many Nebraska fans nodding right now, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You, you put the outlook in one hand and the either make it stop or, man, I hope this thing keeps going. Uh, th- there's been so many draining, exhausting, uh, disappointing seasons. If you can get it flipped and, and keep this, keep on the path uh, and, and get to a bowl game, uh, it'll be absolutely a success. And, and you're right. You said something just a minute ago about not apologizing for a win and – I think part of the, the frustration has been that self-infliction, or a lot of the frustration has been because it it, it could have been less of a, a you know a stress test, <laughs> and, and that's one thing I'm looking forward to in the second half. I love the young guys on defense. I love how well they tackle. I mean, it sounds simple, but they're they're a party to watch, man, and they fly around. Offensively, they've absolutely had to go John Wayne time and just make do, and I think you can appreciate that. Uh, with uh, just finding finding ways to make it happen, and if it can kind of come together and the, they can keep uh, keep keep chugging, uh, there's there's absolutely some some wins on this schedule. But you just wonder about Nebraska continuing to get in their own way, and you know uh, when we talk about rule and again highlighting the turnovers and the fumbles, do you believe that gets corrected in the second half? Well, the last six or seven years of Nebraska history would say no. Uh, but, but I mean, it can, sure. I mean, Matt Rule talked at length about, 
Anthony Grant in particular uh, on Tuesday, just you know, five-pointing the football, keeping that tip in so it's not uh, able to get jarred loose as easily by defenders. Like, you can coach a lot of that. Uh, but but as, as Rule said, you know, Grant was a guy who carried the ball a certain way for his entire life. And so you've been doing that for 15 or 20 years. Sometimes that, especially in the moment, you're going to revert to what you know. So that's something that they're continuing to – work with him on um you know I, I i don't think it's really been much of an issue for harbor i mean he had the strip sack against northern illinois to start he had the the deep uh pass intercepted by illinois that kind of functioned more as a punt but you don't really look at his situation as being too um you know too troublesome necessarily so i think you got to cut down on some of the fumbles for sure and then uh, when you talk about turnover margin i still think that's the next step for this defense as good as it's been it hasn't generated those takeaways, and you know, as bad as the margin has been, a lot of the takeaways the defense has had have come in garbage time, late against Colorado. Uh, I believe it was late against Louisiana Tech as well. Um, and, and really, the, the Illinois game was the first time since the opener at Minnesota where there were some key takeaways in moments that ended up swinging the game. So I think that's the next step, as good as this defense has been about getting stops, getting off the field on third down, defending the run. Um, that's sort of the next thing, and it's it's accentuated by the fact that the offense could really use a little bit of extra help, right? Like if, if, if you can, instead of even forcing a punt, like if you can set up the offense uh, on the plus 40 or, or the opponent's 35 or something, uh, and that can be huge down the stretch in some of these games where I think, again, the line – uh, for Nebraska in the second half, and most of these games is going to be a single score, and so uh, even one or two of those plays could end up swinging a game and swinging how we view, uh, you know, what Nebraska has been after at the end of the season. It's Evan Bland with us here, Hale Varsity Radio, and Evan. Whenever you look at the the final six games on the schedule, if Nebraska is to get to six wins in 2023 can you give me a, a couple guys two or three that need to step up and play better than they did in the first six games I mean we kind of talk about the freshmen making the next step or some of those young guys who are some guys specifically whenever you, you take into account the competition Nebraska is, is going to be playing that need to step up in order for Nebraska to get to that six win mark I mean I think it's mostly on the offense to be honest with you um, I think Anthony Grant as we just discussed like if he can hold on to the ball like the the opportunity is right there in front of him right like it's it's him and it's uh you know Josh Fleeks a converted receiver it's Emmett Johnson who's a young player and then um you know Quentin Ives who they like long term but maybe not necessarily this year as he gets up to speed with the playbook so I think you know he's a guy in Nebraska wants and needs to be a workhorse but you have to be able to trust him you have to uh, have him you know secure that ball um, and if he can do that, I mean, he's as he's shown, and we saw it last year, like the, the playmaking ability that he has, um, just the toughness, I think that's somebody that you're going to rely on in the second half. Um, you know, from a receiver standpoint, I still think there's more out there for Billy Kemp. I mean, he had a, couple, a bit of a slow start. Not all of it necessarily his fault with targets and things like that, but, um, you know, you've seen what he did at Virginia, nearly 200 career receptions there. He's not the kind of guy who's going to take the top off of a defense, but he, he can find pockets, and, and if you can get him the ball in space, he can make things happen. So I think it, it starts off with some of these skill guys uh, that Nebraska's going to need to rely on because, again, uh, the further we go into this thing, the more obvious it becomes to opposing defenses that you're going to you, you know, stack the box, make sure Harburg stays in the pocket, and then just dare him to beat you through the air. And so I think Nebraska still has players 
that can can make those plays, but uh, maybe they haven't shown it to this point yet. So I'm, I'm looking at a lot of those skill guys in particular. Maybe the offensive line can take a, a half step up. Step up. I think they've been uh, an improvement from last year as well. But I, I think there's some talent there. It just needs to emerge when Nebraska needs it in key spots. Evan, real quick, bud, about 30 seconds. Uh, a thought from you on your chat with Prince and Mukamara as you caught up with him uh, during Michigan. Well, he, he was fun. I mean, a lot going on in his life as a retired NFL player. Uh, I would encourage people to read the story about some of the his experiences in the last 10 years. But I thought the thing that was most relevant to today's Nebraska program was just the reminder that, you know, Prince was still Nebraska's last first-round NFL draft pick in 2011. But his path to Nebraska uh, was as a three-star athlete who changed from a prep running back to a corner and so I think that's he pointed that out as something that man that's that's something Nebraska needs to continue to do and do more frequently if it wants to develop players and, and get where it back uh, get back to where it wants to be as far as nationally relevant. Evan Bland with us. Evan, enjoy the Huskers, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks for the time. Thanks, guys.